you're listening to a Mash Those Buttons limited series. Visit us at mashthosebuttons.com. Hello and welcome to Squad Goals, a Mass Effect Legendary Edition podcast, where we're discussing our experiences playing through the Mass Effect Legendary Edition. My name is Nick Selinkevich, and I'm joined by Chip Locke. Howdy. Corey Kurabara Treadway. Greetings. This is episode number six, and today we are going to talk about Pharos, one of the three original quests you get after the Citadel, your leads on Saren, where you can go. Last time we talked about going for... Yara, this week, it's Pharos. And so, I guess let's start off, let's hear the recap for that. The Normandy docks in a vacant docking bay. Shepard is greeted by David Al Talakani, who instructs the commander to speak with Fidan, and then immediately dies in a Geth ambush. Shepard and crew defeat the Geth and enter the colony Zhu's Hope, where everyone is on edge. Before Shepard can glean any information from their leader, Fidan, more Geth attack. Shepard chases them up a tower and returns to the colony. Fidan says there is a Geth transmitter in the nearby tunnels. Food, water valves, and a power supply necessary for the colony can also be found there. Shepard enters the tunnels, destroys the transmitter, and recovers the necessary goods. Shepard also encounters a strange man named Ian Newstead in the tunnels, who is clearly suffering some sort of mental attack. Shepard returns to the colony and is now free to take the Prothean Skyway to the Exigeni building, where the Geth are stationed. Okay, so what were our initial impressions of getting to Pharos? Felt like I was back in college again because of all the gosh darn concrete. Oh, yeah. This was, we were talking about this a little bit just before we started recording, and remember when all the video games were brown? Mm Mm-hmm. Just, it it was like that, uh, I guess it was the next gen in like the 2006-ish time frame, and it was just like, yeah, everything's brown now. (laughs) <laughs> yeah i didn't understand why everything was brown during that time frame it's like why is this the future yeah. everything's dreary yeah i don't know i mean it's just high fidelity dreary i guess i, I don't know <laughs> uh, i thought it looked better though yeah sorry go ahead nick i was gonna say it felt almost like a like an old uh counter-strike map or something like mm-hmm. that kind of brown where it's like mm-hmm. you're you're in some kind of village in the desert and everything is just sand swept mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it was very, um, it just kind of beat down. It's it's an interesting planet because it's, it's supposed to be, the lore is, it's a Prothean city planet, right? Like, oh, the whole planet is one giant city, um, which I guess it held up really well for 50,000 years, but also looked, hmm, I don't know. It, it just, it sort of looked like any sort of boring ruined city. I, I don't know. I, they did a nice job in the remaster, uh, like in Legendary. I think they did a nice job making like the skyboxes look better and some of that. So it looks nicer, but it's still just drab is, it's just drab, right? Like yeah. you can't undrab it. Well, even like with the, with the suit, the sky highway and stuff, I still felt like I was just in a, just a ruined area. Nothing. It It didn't feel like a city planet. It didn't feel very futuristic or exciting it just right kind of crappy i'm like why did you well 
I think as far as the runes go, it's hard to tell how much of that is from like dilapidation because again, it's 50,000 years old and how much of that is from the ongoing Geth attacks and bombardments they've been sustaining. That's true. Yeah. Is Again, going with the Counter-Strike comparison, it felt a bit like, you know, because like as soon as you get there, you're, the guy's like, hey, go talk to Fidan. Boom. Like It's just like, because mm-hmm. like, I, I actually like, I, I was, I, I finished my prior quest and I was like, okay, let me just go get into like the main city in Ferris or whatever. And then I'll log out for the evening. And I'm like, okay. So I, I landed in the docking bay and I'm like, all right, this looks fine. And then I walk up to the guy. I'm like, yeah, let me just talk to you and get on with my, my day. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh crap. Now I got to fight my way through a bunch of mm-hmm. gaff. Like it's, just, yeah, it's, and it feels a bit like you're not so much in like a, any kind of like colony, like again, like some kind of like, like a counter strike map where you're in some kind of war torn country and everything is sand swept and like maybe something like, uh, like at like uh, Spec Ops the Line, I think is probably the last game because I, I don't really play Counter Strike or any of those games. But like Spec Ops the Line is probably the game that I last played that I could compare it to. Compare it to. Yeah, well, that well, makes one a thing lot I sense. What kind of was interesting is like when you you go there, your ship is perfectly the right size to fit into that uh, old alien docking bay for some reason. And I guess well, they made sure that the technology they brought in matched and matched the Protheans' old technology because. It didn't look like a big mismatch to me besides like the colonists like buildings, which were just seemed kind of lazy, but it well, I I would think that part of colonizing Prothean runes is that you can adjust them as needed to match our current state of technology. Um so I wouldn't put too much stock in the Protheans knowing the size of the Normandy fifty thousand years ago and planning for it accordingly. I kinda but I did not not to jump ahead, but um it it it's it felt like when I got out the docking bay looked the same as the one in Novaria. Yes. Like at least that part felt very um like they were reusing some of the similar graphics. And I don't know if that's just like that's your standard docking bay that you build whenever you get to a, a colony nowadays. Um but yeah, like the the that that part of the structure, at least that very initial entry felt similar. Yeah, I, I think we'll talk about this a lot more when we get into like the, the big bulk of side quests, but there is a lot of um let's say replicated assets in this game oh so much replicated assets oh yes um and yeah so i i did i had that exact same realization when i went to novaria on this playthrough it's like oh yeah this is and i think i'd noticed it before but it's like yeah these are the same docking bay okay all the way down to like the pathway that you take uh to like walk it is sort of like huh all right um you change the colors on these and it's the same thing i i just sort of presumed like the ferris colony was supposed to be Something around 1,500 to 2,000 people, I think, I, I assume. So I figured they just put in some sort of modular docking bay, like in the fiction. Like, this is a modular docking bay that we install in all of these kinds of colonies, and, and it can fit a variety of ships or something and just adjust to yours on the fly, I guess. Yeah. Future Docking tech. bay in a box. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so you, you you fight through the GIF, and, and then, like, then you get into the colony, and it, it, at what point do you realize something's not right here? Because um, something's not right there. I think the first person I talked to, I think the first person I talked to was the merchant guy, the the Solarian merchant, who's just like, I've showed up here and, you know, I just wanted to stay. I'm like, why? This place looks shitty and run down. Right, There's right. not a lot of customers here. You're like, what are you doing here, bud? <laughs> Um, it's pretty quick on, like, I, I think you, like I walked in you could talk to the guards who are guarding the entrance to the docking bay, which is sort of 
That also, you know, I didn't think about it, but now I'm thinking about it. So you you dock, you land, you fight some geth because they pop out and surprise you, I guess. But at no point does anybody say to you as you're docking, like, hey, our docking bay is infested with geth or, or whatever. Like, And then you never, there's never any more geth in the docking bay. You've got these guys like guarding the entrance, but I, it's not clear why. Well, it seems, hmm. I think there are like, Aren't there like tunnels that are like accessible? Because I know like when you get to the back of the colony by Fidan and then you go into the tunnels there and that's when you like you can go down into the actual tunnels. But there's also that tower you can go up where you have to fight the Geth. I think that's all connected. So the Geth can get at them from multiple angles. I think okay. the, Geth don't, the Geth were able to get from the tunnels because it's, it's, it's kind of a well, actually they have the, the they have that communication relay in the tunnels that you have to take out the transmitter. Yeah. Well, but their, I mean, but their base is the exogeny, exogeny buildings. They're all over the place, basically. They're all over the place. And I think they're coming up through the tunnels and then they have that one. I think there is a path from the tunnels that leads to the docking bay. I don't know if you're able to fully take it because it might be like blockaded by debris at some point. But I think the in, in the insinuation is that the Geth have c- are coming up from the tunnels and kind of just swarming the colony. Okay. Even then, one question who okayed you to come down and get to the docking bay and then the docking clamps clamp onto your ship? I can assume maybe that's automated, but how did your ship like literally have the clearance to go through and automatically do that? Well, there is that one dude that gets killed immediately. What's his name? Like David Al Taquani or something. Mm. His name that's just standing there to greet you and then get blowed away immediately. Yeah. Yeah. But like, it still feels like he would have been like, Hey, when you're coming to, we're hot, we're hot things. Things are not going well or something. You're just. It's a, it's a really odd experience, but yeah. And you like walk in there. Um, I talked to those guards and it was kind of like, yeah, you seem really tired because you've been shooting at Geth. I get it. And I think there's like a lady working on a water pipe. Um, and that was yes. when it got weird. When it, That was, it becomes it, like, they definitely don't. Um, they're not subtle about these colonists being sort of bizarrely. Uh, mentally impacted or something because yeah, like like uh, Cora, you're you're saying the Solarian, but yeah, I mean if you talk to like three or four people in there, it's like oh okay, you're all crazy, cool, 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 cool. Yeah. Well, the thing is though, it's played off, or at least I guess you can sort of, you know, on your initial on your initial impression, you can just be like like these guys are just like having extreme PTSD from the Geth attacks. Yes. Like you don't you like you you know something's not right but you're like okay but there is obviously something not right cuz they're under siege from the geth like you pointed out they have you know barricades right when you come in like they're clearly you know not ready for any sort of you know visitor other than a hostile um you know and, and plus the fact that they have no water they have no power they have no food it's it's a dire situation to begin with so it's mm-hmm. hard to you know, or I should say it's not hard it's easy to kind of dismiss their just that bizarre uneasiness just dismiss that as a result of all the stressors going on without considering there might be something else going on here that's even wackier i think um you can go into their sort of little central compound uh and there's a lady uh, with her husband i think it's her husband yes. and she's sick yes and that was the one where it was like oh no there's there's something else up like that doesn't play out like ptsd to me well yeah she was trying to talk to us she's like trying to send something and all of a sudden she just goes silent for a second just because everything's fine right right <laughs> yeah although maybe she could be on meds i guess i don't know well, well she mentions an attack 
and you think like, oh, she must be talking about the Geth attack because she mm-hmm. says something about like, you know, I'm having these these headaches, but they're getting better. They're getting better since the last attack. I just have to not think about the past. And you're like, okay, like I guess you don't have to think about the past of the attack. And it's like, no, you don't have to think about your past as a person. Like that's <laughs> yes. what. Well, the only, they're trying to suppress that you don't realize. The only reason yeah. it felt like it was not about the gaff was just the way she said it was very odd. Yes, that's because right. yeah, everybody that everybody has this sort of not like fully hypnotized, but this kind of like dreamy lull to their talk mm-hmm. where they they don't sound they don't sound like they sound like they're on some kind of like depressant or something. Yeah, or yeah. like just like they have ideas, like they have thoughts about to say, and then just gets suppressed. Yeah, or that's the other thing. Every time you ask about the colony, they're like, "You should talk to Fidan." Mm-hmm. Like they just they don't ever answer your questions outright. They're just they, they you know they're they're very evasive, and and it's 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 unsettling. It's just it's just it's unsettling and bizarre. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. But how talking was how talking was Fidan? Right. Yeah, he wasn't talking to him either. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, go talk to that guy. And he's like, yeah, I'm not going to give you any answers either. Go, go kill the Geth in this tower. Yeah. Just help us again, you this, go, yeah. yeah. You go talk to him and then immediately the Geth attack out of the tower. And then you go up, take them out, come back. And still, I did like, uh, the one lady, what was her name? Um, it was, it was Silva Martinez. I forget mm-hmm. what her first name was like Alcina or something. Um, how she's like, she basically, uh, yeah, Arcelia Silva Martinez. She basically gets the, I asked for an army and all I got was you speech. <laughs> She's good. Her and Fidan both are like the only two people where you show up and, and it feels like a more normal conversation. Like, I don't, I don't. Yes. I think she has a couple odd uh, branches of dialogue where it's like a little weird, but, but both her and Fidan are kind of like, you don't seem as like messed up as everybody else here. And I wonder, I mean, she was sort of uh i guess like she describes herself as like a rent-a-cop kind of like she was sent down by exogeny um and even then like she's like oh no i was not trained you know i'm I'm like basically mall security i was not trained for like sustained combat with the geth yeah um and she admits she's over her head so it could be maybe she's more recent to the colony in the sense that she was sent down as a result of the geth attacks whereas everybody else in the colony has been there for a while yeah not not been exposed as long yeah yeah but also yeah. reminds me of like a for most of these colonies we go to these planets, like security really sucks. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Although I think that's to kind of invoke a bit of the frontierishness mm-hmm. of space that you know you're not in a fully civilized society, even though everything looks all fancy and clean, that you're still kind of out on your own. That's fair. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're not really they get the best trained soldiers for that stuff. They're getting mercs, right? And, you know, I mean, people who are mercs, it seems like, you know, setting aside some Krogans and the real badass mercs, I, I have to assume there's a whole lot of mercs who basically, like, are washed out soldiers. So then we go into the tunnels because, well, even before we go into the tunnels, I should say it is funny because they point out, you talk to Fidan and he's all, okay, talk to Maka Doyle about the water, talk to Mayo Connell about the power, talk to Davin Reynolds about the food. You go talk to them and they're all like, we need you to go into the tunnels to fix our problems. <laughs> yes. Like every, everything is pointing you into the tunnels. And then Fiden's also like, oh, yeah, by the way, there's that Geth transmitter in the tunnels. So you go into the tunnels. Now, Kura, you did not have the same experience with this. No, I got confused going through the way the, the way the, the location looks. It got very confused for me. So I bypassed by stuff. I still found the Geth thing and disabled it. But then I just somehow bypassed the colony, pretty much talking to everybody except for Fiden. 
It went straight to the highway. Easy to do. Not go so the tunnels. I I still I have replayed this game. You know, it's if not uh ten times, it's probably closing in on that. I still get lost in there every single time because it's all just stairs and hallways that all look the same. And like I don't know which stairs yeah. go where. It's it's so yeah. I get it. I get. It. I think I did that on one of my on my first playthrough too. I just kind of like blew through and and didn't go find like the Varen or find the really messed up dude way down in the tunnels, which is fun. Yeah. Oh, he's well, he, he's the one though, uh, Ian Newstead, he's the one that really tips you off as far as mm -hmm. like, okay, there's something more here. This isn't just, you know, a bunch of stressed out colonists. Yeah, that because because he's he's well one he's out in the middle of the tunnels for no reason right <laughs> like you're you're going through the tunnels you're actively fighting Geth along the way and then he's just standing there doing nothing. Mm -hmm. I didn't get a chance to do most of that. I really just stopped the Geth, came back, and like finished the missions. Like the main, I missed all the main missions on Pharaohs. They're like talk to the colonists again. Like hey, the first guy's like okay, we actually we need meat, but you've brought something else back instead, so uh, we don't need you to kill the Varen anymore. I'm like, oh, so it's like complete quest complete. Here's your experience points. Like, awesome. Hey, that's nice. Do you still have to? T did you still have to like turn on the water and all that though? Or yeah, I had to, go, I had to, I had to go to the water. I had to figure out where it was. I'm like, okay, where's this location that I need to go to? Finally realized it was at the beginning area that I somehow skipped. Like, oh, it's over here. If I go slightly this direction, I would have found it. Mm -hmm. it's, it's tricky. Those water valves are tricky because if you don't approach them from the right angle, like you don't see them like on, on your little reticule to like click over them, you'll, you'll, you'll miss them. Yeah, it's very easy to back, walk past. Yeah. I had, to, I had to backtrack to get at least one of them. And it's really weird because like by this point, I basically killed all the geth and destroyed everything else on the planet. And I was like, oh, there's these geth left over here that are still, I guess, functional and didn't leave with everybody else, but they got their ass kicked. They're just protecting this water for some reason. Like, what are you guys still doing here? But yet the geth didn't go after Ian Newstead. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> they just let him go by. <laughs> like, that guy, he's no problem. Yeah. That, yeah, that, that was also, yeah, like, why are you standing here and just hanging? I guess he wasn't a, I don't know. I have no idea. Well, when I went through, he wasn't there. He's already back in the colony. Right, right. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it's like, I didn't even get to do that. It's like, I forgot he was actually by himself originally. I'm like, so it's me. He was just already at the colony. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Really yeah. Would you, would you do things in the wrong order? <laughs> yeah, it's just, yeah, yeah, it is. It is. It's, it's a weird, um, it's a weird set of missions. Like, I feel like Pharos of all of the content in Mass Effect, I mean, all the main content is the probably the m most sort of disjointed feeling because there's like a lot of stuff that happens, but the connective tissue never feels like quite right to me. Yeah, it, it didn't feel like as interesting as it really should have been. Mm -hmm. Like, like later parts of it's fine, but the beginning area is kind of like, can't wait to get off this planet and go do something else. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's it's a mystery, and it's I don't I I because I, I, I guess it's a mystery, and we'll get into the third part in a little bit here, where like what the mystery effectively winds up with. Um, but I think that was what their goal. Their goal was the end sequence when you, when you return to Jews Hope, and 
like everything before that is all just set up. So like, okay, like go into the tunnels. We'll give you a whole bunch of quests to go into the tunnels and you, you kill the Varen and you find the power cell in the vehicle and all that stuff. Did you have to find the power cell in the vehicle, Kura, or was the power back on at that point on its own? No, I had, a, I, had to fi- I had to find that. I literally, but when I went to go do the water, I found the power cell. So it was kind of like. Wait, so when you found the power cell, did you then also have to kill the Alpha Varen anyway? Because he's in that room with the power cell. Um, I think I killed a Varen. Yeah, I killed a Varen he, in there. He was just okay. he was just in my way. I f- I felt like the Varen were very underused. I don't know. Maybe they come back later, and I don't remember. But it's like they introduced this like little like wolf like creature, and then there's like three of them. Yeah, um, I think that's why it was like it was just like a basic enemy to me. I'm like, oh hi guys, I'll kill you and take the power cell. So yeah, the Varen. So there's Varen in um. The bring down the sky DLC for sure. Uh, the Batarians oh, okay. have them, and then in you know throughout the series, obviously, like when you get to to future planets and stuff, like the Krogan have like Varen fighting pits and stuff like that. So, uh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, they get they get their due actually. Um, I think you're right that they are a little bit underused in this game, but I, I, they seem to sort of uh, come in. They came in like the same with the Pijacks, where it's like I think this game never even calls them Pijacks, like the little space monkeys. Uh, oh yes yes but then oh, they yeah. they you start to see a lot more of them in two and three yes the space monkeys <laughs> we'll get to them in time yes. i completely forgot about them too i want a little pie jack like a little plush pie jack so any other thoughts on the tunnels or the, the your main impression for jews hope uh jews hope itself is um man hate these buildings these look terrible yeah it's also, it's all that like uh, not console like the, the like the, the the structure like each little piece that you put together I can't like modular it's all mm-hmm. that modular structure that they have yeah and it it is laid out in a way that it's easy to miss several of the colonists if you don't like make an effort to go around and talk you know and make sure you hit every nook and cranny yeah, yeah it's it just looks weird that the way they did it like they did they clear out the the building itself to put these in here like. Sometimes I forget that we're actually technically inside of a building, not really outside. Like, I don't know. It just, it's just well, an odd location. The colony, is it like on top of a building? I'm not really it's on sure. Top. It's, it's on yeah. top of a building because when we, we land into, into the uh, spaceport, we're literally going into a building, a, sky, yeah. a skyscraper. Okay. We never actually see the ground. Okay. Just a weird planet. Yeah, it just... It never feels like you're in an ancient alien city. I don't know. I don't know why. It's just, it's sort of, I don't know. Um, The rest of the mission is actually a lot more interesting, I feel like, Uh, particularly like, you know, but yeah, the the initial introduction is definitely kind of um, sort of a letdown, honestly, I would say. I think they did a nice job touching it up, but but it's still Mm -hmm. like architecturally like, foundationally i think it has some problems all right well on that note let's go ahead let's get to the next part here let's listen to uh the uh, trip you take on the prothean skyway shepherd takes the elevator up to the prothean skyway and is attacked by the geth again shepherd and crew board a mako and drive through several waves of geth along the way the mako picks up transmissions that are coming from nearby and in what appears to be a parking garage shepherd finds the displaced exogeny employees Ethan Jong is an exogeny company man worried about their investments, while Juliana Bainham is worried about her daughter Lisbeth, who is trapped inside the building. Shepard and crew return to the Mako and complete the trek to the exogeny offices. The 
doors are barricaded, so Shepard has to find another way in. They immediately locate Lisbeth, who offers her ID to navigate the building. She also reveals that the Geth are here for the Thorian, an ancient plant-based life form Exogeny has been studying. After encountering a Krogan frustrated with the building's VI, Shepard learns that the Thorian emits mind control spores, and Exogeny has been studying the Thorian's effect on the Zhu's Hope colony. Shepard explores the building, looking for a way to get the Geth ship to detach from the side. A broken bay door is used to cleave off one of the ship's legs, and Shepard returns to the Exogeny encampment. After a tense standoff with Jiang, it is revealed that Exogeny is ready to purge the colony, and Shepard must return one final time to Zhu's Hope and face the Thorian. All right, so that is the second part of the Pharos uh, questline here, where we go through the Prothean Highway and take out the Geth in the Exogeny, Exogeny, Exogeny building. Uh, Chip, what are you thinking now? Is, is the is the plot improving at all, or is it still kind of yeah? I mean, for you. well, now it's now it's getting a little better. Like, it, and and I still like when I say it wasn't good. I mean, by the caliber of the whole rest of the game, like I still like it well yeah. enough. But this is it definitely gets better. I like when you first of all. That stupid bridge section, that in the original Mass Effect almost, you know, made me quit the game and never finish it uh, because of the really? Mako. So I, yeah, because like it was my first Mako mission. So I had skipped getting Liara the first time I played uh, and went straight to Pharos. I don't know why. Um, so it was my first experience with the Mako and trying to drive that horrible tank on a fairly narrow strip where if you drive off the edge, you die while dudes are plonking you from super far away and you can't see them and you don't know the zoom controls and how to cannon and stuff. It, I like died two or three times and was just like, wow, this sucks. And I hate it. Um, so it's, it's funny because like the improved controls really, uh, probably help out quite a bit here. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's fun. I like, I like like, Especially when you know how to use the Mako and you've got that boost now, you can just boost down the highway and ramp off stuff, and like it's fun. It's it's much more entertaining. Uh, and then meeting up with like it's the like Tony Hawk. yeah, yeah, a little bit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah, like meeting up with the like sort of the the people in the Exogeny building, which I guess is another repurposed Prothean building, I suppose. Um, it was good. It, it was kind of like okay, now I have lots of robots to go murder and and uh like a reason to be here and 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 that's where i think the payoff starts coming in about like the shady research you don't know what it is yet but you you start to sort of get that vibe yeah there, there was a kind of like an odd part on this way going through there like halfway through there you hear these guys like screaming over their mics like okay we got it we found a thing oh shit turn your communications off yeah there's this little, little little building area and there's like these got these dead guys with some gaff i'm like what are you guys doing over here? What is this? I, just- yeah, it tips you off that you can get out of the Mako and go poke under the highway, I guess, or whatever that is. But yeah, what were they doing? Because I feel like no I idea. just found some mods or something. Like, I don't think there was anything super cool in there. I, I think that's all it was. It was just a little little bunker here. Check out, you know, check out the gear and then just pay attention for the little door holes as you go along because you can pop in and get more of them because yeah. there, there are a few others it's and there's usually when you get near them you get some kind of radio signal because mm. uh, i think that's the first one is about those guys then later on you start getting uh juliana talking about looking for elizabeth in the building and all that stuff 
Um, oh, yeah. I, I, I forgot that she was in the building. So I'm like, oh, crap, there's somebody trapped somewhere. I'm like, there's a door right there. I got to get out and go. Is, the, is, the, is she in there? Am I going to bring her back? And then then you get to the encampment and you're like, oh, OK, mm-hmm. you know, your, your, your daughter's in the exogeny building. Let, let's uh, let's get that squared away. I may have felt kind of bad with those guys. I took their loot and I just army gelled it all, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I uh I actually um just finished my my Mass Effect 1 playthrough and I had 999 Omni Gel and you know whatever uh max money I think it's like mm. 9 million 999,000 etc and yeah it was just like there's too much stuff in this game <laughs> yes. Yeah. yes because like every every bunker every little section you can explore there's like some decryptable crate or mm-hmm. locker or something and of course like we said last th- or the other time we you have a uh, tally or, or somebody with you who can hack into and get into anything that you need to find so yeah i you know i, I don't know why i do that i don't know why it was important to me to open every treasure chest because i know that i don't want most of it it, it's it's I right now I'm looking for better armor. I'm like maybe this has armor. Maybe this is, and I mean I'm opening like weapons locker. Maybe this has armor. <laughs> but yeah. no, I, I I hear you on that. And every so often I'm going through. And I have like twenty assault rifles. Mm-hmm. I'm like I really only need you know like you know make sure that no, no everybody has the best out of these choices equipped. And then I really only need the top four because then I can bring it back to the ship and compare with the other people that aren't yeah. there. Like I don't yeah. I don't need to be hauling that much gear around. Yeah, it's you know, it's like who knew who knew saving the galaxy could be so profitable. Yeah, I may have got a little annoyed though because I'm like, all right, I have a good amount of money. Let's go check out that Spectre gear finally. Oh wait, it's like five levels below everything I now have equipped. It's all trash. Yeah, there should be. They should at least give you like the option for transmog here, so that you can equip the Spectre gear but still have the stats of whatever crazy armor that you're wearing because like. The Spectre gear is like that's the iconic like N seven mm-hmm. suit, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's what Shepard should be wearing all the time. Like it, it's it's kind of it's kind of lame. Like he's running around right now in uh, what is it? Like I got him in some kind of middle medium armor. It's like white with like little like silver or, or more like metallic gray pauldrons. Like mm-hmm. it's not nothing special. Yeah. Um. Back to the the tunnels. One of the things I noticed in in the remaster is that they're much darker. Uh, yes. They yeah. do a lot with lighting. And this was actually a place, most of the time, I think the lighting changes are very handsome. Um, in this, it was very frustrating because there were little pathways that I lit- I just couldn't see. And I was trying yeah, to find, like, fast. I would have, like, a blip on my radar, right? It's like, oh, there's one more enemy. And I was like, where the hell is... Okay, oh, there's, like, a tiny little hole I got to go in. Okay. Yeah, the the Pharaoh's tunnels were one of the places in the game where I'm like, I remember being here, and like I like maybe I didn't remember the exact specific layout, but I'm like, no, I I remember this concept, and especially you're going down the, or more so even the earlier tunnels where it's like you go down the tunnel, then you got to cut into the little side tunnel, mm-hmm. advance past blockage, come back out, and you can move further down. Like I remember that style of gameplay, and yes, it was much darker on the remaster playthrough. It, it felt more like a tunnel in all honesty. It did. Yeah. It felt, you know, it, 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 it was because I, yeah, I want to say like in the other one, like it just felt like you were in just some environment somewhere and you're just, you know, back and forth. It was like, no, this, this felt like I'm, I'm, I'm not where people are supposed to be. It makes sense. The geth would be here. And it's even weirder that that Ian Newstead guys here because it's like pitch black. Yes. Yeah. What, what was that? Uh, and when we get, we get past close to the exogeny building, you have those exogeny employees. Where are they hanging out as? It's just like some abandoned car park or something. Like that is kind of what it looked like. It did look like a like a level in a parking garage. 
yeah or, or yeah some or some kind of like because the other thing too is when you go in and i feel like you're going one way on the the parkway or the skyway rather and then when you come out you're going like a, a, a sideway like maybe it's some kind of intersection and there yeah like it could be a parking building or something yeah there's yeah i, I would yeah i would like a of a, a bigger map of pharaohs like mm-hmm. this to make a, make sense of how this all is laid out yeah. Um, yeah, like it was interesting talking to those guys, and I was like, "Y'all had to escape your building of Mexico, Jenny, but y'all had enough time to bring your computers with you." <laughs> Not all of them. Well, some of because uh, what is he talked to the one David Hollis guy mm-hmm. or what? And uh, he's and, like, and he, get my data. He, you know, he's the guy who sends you back. Like, oh, I left my data. Yeah, he left his data, but he brought a computer with him. All right. Well, it's a, it's laptops. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's a giant ass laptop, but <laughs> it's got a hollow screen. You know, it yeah. projects or something. <laughs> anyway. So, so I have to say, though, that so so you, you go and you get you, you go and you breach the Exogeny building. And I have to say, one of my favorite parts was the Krogan <laughs> dealing with the the VI. Stupid machine. Access encrypted files. No, I don't want to review protocol. I am unable to comply. Please contact your supervisor. Damn it! Tell me what I want or I'll blast your virtual ass into actual dust! Please contact your supervisor for a level 4 security exemption or make an appointment with... STUPID MACHINE! If there is nothing else, please step aside. There is a queue forming behind you for the use of this console. Oh yeah, yes. I really enjoyed that. Where where he's just there, kind of yelling at the VI, and then the VI's like, "Uh, there's a line forming." God, <laughs> you're like, <laughs> like what? Well, yeah, just I I, I fell for the Krogan right there because I've had so many of these conversations talking to computers on my phone, trying to get to people, and it's like. Do you want your account? No, I want to talk to representative. Oh, sorry. Do you want to call back at this time? We can help you with your account. Like, no, person, now. It says you're open. Sorry, I don't understand this. <laughs> it's a very, it's a very um, relatable moment, yeah. Yeah, and, and, it, and it ends with us just blasting him to pieces, so it's, it's fitting. <laughs> <laughs> and then you, the Krogan, you get to not step the VI. Up. Yeah. So, so you get to step up and then you talk to the VI and the VI tells you a bit about Lisbeth, who you'd met earlier in the, uh, when you first get into the building and it kind of tips you off that she knows what's going on with, with the Thorian and she's actually kind of on your side, or at least I guess on the colonist side, I should say, like, she's not happy with the experiments mm-hmm. and, um, you know, like at, at this point, what are we, what are we thinking about the Thorian? What are, you know, what are we thinking about Lisbeth here with, uh, what we're learning? I liked her. I mean, you know, I, I took care of her and, and uh, I think I had dumped enough points into uh, into Intimidate where, you know, when you get back out uh, and you talk to uh, the, the Exogeny rep who's who's sort of in charge, like I guess he's the manager, yeah. I suppose. Uh, I did manage Jong. to. Yeah, Jong. That's right. I did manage to talk him down, uh, which was good. Um <laughs> But yeah, well, yeah. Otherwise, um, yeah, Nick, you you had to kill him, right? I had to kill him. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, because he was. Yeah, he, he's like, I know what you did on a coos, and you're like, okay. And then you know, he's like, 
you know, you're like, it doesn't have to end this way. And he basically, like, he draws on you and you, you pop him. Like, yeah. And then the best part is then, like, uh, like uh, Tally, like, makes a motion because I had Tally in my party. And she makes a motion. And then the other, the other exit Jenny guards are like, hey, man, we're not with him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, we're, we're cool. <laughs> I don't know why this dude picked it. I mean, it, it was wild to me that, like, so I think, like, Elizabeth. You, you know, you talk to her and, and her mom and she kind of dumps the details on the Thorian, which is good. But she it, it's this is also another weird moment in here where she's like, oh, yeah, we, we'll just make anti-Thorian gas. Don't worry about it. Like we get like if you had this all along, what the heck have you been doing? Yeah, well, it's not so much anti-Thorian. It's it's just a, a knockout gas, basically. Fair I enough. mean, that's all it is. It, it's because uh, there's some. She says there's That's like a right. nerve agent in their insecticide. That's right. And then Re- and then Rex, who is the other person in my party, is like, hey, put that in the concussion grenades That's and we're right. good to go. The, right. the, the mod is called anti-Thorian gas, but you're right. It is not that. Yeah. It's in, in the game fiction. I mean, I don't know why they called it that. It is just like sleepy, sleepy gas. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think it was kind of weird for mine, right, playthrough, because when we get to talk to him, he's like, all right, company, we've since you've uh, stopped the gaff and got them off there because we've that we we just destroyed the Geff because uh, for some reason the way to get the Geff out of this area was to knock their ship off the building because there was a door that was designed if you made it go pressurized just right it shears through metal like butter I'm like wait <laughs> I, hold on a minute I, would, I like that dumb <laughs> puzzle but, not, but I don't know but not over you can't over pressurize it. Like under pressurizing it makes sense, but you can't over pressurize it. You gotta get it in that one narrow band. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's a, that's a fun little math puzzle. Yeah. I, I the pu- that the puzzle was fun. It was just more of the really exogeny. This is so typical. Like that's very dangerous. Mm-hmm. Fix that. But once that gets to done, they can contact their people. Like, okay, guys, kill everybody. Kill the colonists. We're done with them. <laughs> we don't mm-hmm. need them. They're just assets. I'm like, Jesus, people, burn it down. And, like, whoa, okay. Yeah, it, it felt really weird for mine because I was in the Paragon, right? And I talked to the guy, I'm like, hey, you know, if you help these colonists, you'd be a hero. That's patriotic and you'll make money. And they're like, money, you say? I all right. Like money. I'm all for hmm. this. <laughs> money like, can be later, used to pay for goods and services. All right. Yeah, a later, a later broadcast even goes on to say, like, they made a, a great profit from this. I'm like, that actually worked. <laughs> is, is that how you got so much money because you invested in exogeny stock after you did that right. <laughs> oh man well it i think a common theme throughout this and, I, and I, I think we'll talk about this on a future planet as well is that a lot of these companies have like i think they understand that what they're doing is not just on the border borderline ethics like it's borderline like safe like it's this is not something you should you're you're playing with powers you should not be playing with mm-hmm. and so they put in a lot of these fail safes like okay if things go south we're just nuking the whole killing the whole you know like, like everything needs to go and it, it's the it's a larger version of you know shredding all the evidence uh you know just before the, the feds are about to raid the building it's just you know yeah, it's borderline war you're, you're kind of the feds times. and you're already here and the evidence is is uh an entire colony yeah yeah it's um it, it very much like is that same sort of dystopian future vibe from I mean like all the way back to you know Alien and Blade Runner and stuff where corporations are just exactly that they like nuke it from orbit like no right. it didn't go well okay right. no problem we'll just blow the whole damn thing up oh, well there's right. also that but 
also the space corporations of we don't actually have a plan of how we're going to make money off this, but somehow <laughs> this is going to make us money. I don't know. I th- I think mind control. If you can c- mind, if you can come up with mind control spores and figure out how to how to work with that, I feel like you can definitely come up with a way to monetize that. I'm not. <laughs> yeah, that definitely seems monetizable. Say they were- that's fair. Yeah, that's they're, fair. They're, they're not swinging in the dark on this one. <laughs> but, but yeah, but the one thing I do want to mention is that when you are coming through the Exogeny building, there is one part where you find the Geth. Uh, there's like two Geth, and they're kind of like down on the ground, almost prone, like they're kneeling. Yeah. And there's a little, and there's a little glowing orb. And of course, you take out the Geth because that's what you're there to do. And you can't really do anything else there, but you look at the orb, and it was Rex who was in my party again, and he's like, this looks like some kind of Geth church. hmm Yeah. And so what were your thoughts on that? Yeah, I was thinking about this a minute ago. I really like that scene. Um, they have, that's a nice sort of allusion to, to your future interactions with the Geth, where it, they start to, uh, I don't want to say humanize them a little, but they, they start to give them sort of more dimensionality, where they have a religion, and they, and, and I was... I wish that there had been more details there, right? Um, and, and we'll get yeah. them later, but uh, it was definitely really interesting and actually stood out to me as one of the things that bummed me out about being on Ferris is you're on this ancient Prothean planet and there isn't a similar nod to sort of like, here's the Prothean culture or little bits you can pick up there. Um, yeah. But I, yeah, I, I really like that little interaction with the Geth like orb, yeah. I guess. Magic it was kind of weird for me though because this is not my my character like on some of my side quests this is not my first time seeing one of these i've seen a couple of these on different side quest missions and with geth like it's just like an object sitting there you could click on it but then my police i'm not sure it was bugged in mine but nobody ever mentioned like like all right why can i click on this what does this do it never no one ever said anything no one ever did anything when i clicked on it huh. and if i get over here like like they're worshiping it i'm like Okay, that stuff back up there, that was that was their shrines. Got it. But what's the shrine too? I was not really a hundred percent sure on what it was supposed to be on that. Robot Jesus? I guess. Like a robot <laughs> Jesus is surrounded by a bunch of claws in a in a, in a glowing orb. I mean, I don't right. I don't know from Robot Jesus. Was... You know. <laughs> That's fair. I don't know what Robot Jesus looks like either. <laughs> there was no room at the Exogeny building, so he had to stay in the Exogeny parking lot. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> there you go <laughs> yeah I, I don't yeah it is it is like what are you worshiping what's this all about it's so it's a nice little window but there is there still like a lot of mystery there which i i enjoy well, well i i think in this case here because it's so early in the game like from what you've been told about the geth that they're these kind of like ai robots that kind of rose up against the, the the quarians and now it's like you're getting just the barest hint like they've got a religion now like it's, 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 I don't think you're, it's meant to give you more, at least not at this point. It's just kind of be like, like you, like you don't really understand the depths of how, how evolved this AI has become. It's just like a little glimmer. Like here's a religion. Like they've got like, just to give you that, that taste. Mm-hmm. Um, the- hey everybody, this is Ja, producer and editor for squat goals. I uh, just wanted to make a quick note here. Nick mentions that, you know, when you see the geth doing this, it gives you a bit of a hint into them that they have, religion that they've evolved but i did want to say that tally already explained to you that they they kind of have a religion maybe not necessarily in those definite terms but she most definitely tells you that the geth revere the reapers as gods she does this early on in the game uh, in the citadel 
when she is actually right after she plays the recording of Saren and Benezia. So I just want to play that recording or that clip so you can hear kind of how that went down. And forgive Nick. I feel like I've heard that name before. According to the Memory Core, the Reapers were a hyper-advanced machine race that existed 50,000 years ago. The Reapers hunted the Protheans to total extinction, and then they vanished. At least, that's what the Geth believe. Sounds a little far-fetched. The vision on Eden Prime. I understand it now. I saw the Protheans being wiped out by the Reapers. The Geth revere the Reapers as gods, the pinnacle of non-organic life. And they believe Saren knows how to bring the Reapers back. The Council is just going to love this. The other detail about the Geth is that as you proceed through the building, you get to the Geth terminals and there's one that you can hack. And it mentions that the Geth are preparing an invasion fleet for Citadel space. Yes. Yes. And that's ominous. (laughs) Yeah, just a little. Just a little. (laughs) It's interesting because it's like, did they do? I don't think they ever did anything with that. Like, you find this terminal and, and, I mean, there, there are Geth, like, sort of littered around the whole rest of the game uh, and the rest of the series, but I don't think that has any connective tissue to, like, anything. Well, except the the last part of the game, it does. Well, yeah. That's what I would think, yeah. Yeah, okay. That's that's what I took it as foreshadowing for. I see. Okay. Oh. I guess I thought that was too obvious. I thought that maybe... Because um, I feel like there's the Geth that are indoctrinated right? Uh, And hanging out with Saren. And I just assumed maybe this is my fault for like knowing too much about like the future of the games at this point. Because like when I ran into that this time, I was kind of like, yeah, but they never do anything with that. But um, I was thinking it was the larger Geth society that isn't necessarily like tied in with Saren versus Saren's buddies. But I don't. Well, I guess the question is how large are are Saren's buddies? A good point. Yeah. Pretty large. He's got enough of them. He does have a lot, yeah. <laughs> we know because we have to kill like each and every one of them. <laughs> so many, Jesus. so many juggernauts. Uh, don't worry, Conrad Werner is keeping track for us. He'll tell us how many Geth we've killed. He's That's an accountant. <laughs> and bar the conversation last time, I did finish Conrad's quest and this this playthrough. So you know, nice, nice. Good job. And they fixed the bug um, that would leave the quest open even when you were done talking to him. So that's nice. Nice. Yeah. Any other thoughts on your on this this middle chapter here, or are we ready to get into the return to Zoo's Hope? Let's go save and or kill some colonists. Shepard heads back to Zhu's Hope, where the mind-controlled colonists are now hostile and accompanied by plant-based creepers spawned by the Thorian. Shepard is free to use a modified concussion grenade to stun the colonists, but must also fight through waves of creepers. After freeing the colony, Shepard finds the entrance to the Thorian's lair and descends. The Thorian spits out an Asari clone who Shepard can try to negotiate with, but ultimately the Spectre must battle several waves of creepers while destroying enough Thorian nodes to cause the creature to drop into a pit. With the Thorian defeated, an Asari named Shiala emerges from one of the Thorian's pods. She explains that she served Matriarch Benezia, but was left here with the Thorian in exchange for Saren receiving a Prothean cipher. She shares the cipher with Shepard, and Shepard returns to the colony, which is now free of the Geth, the Thorian, and Exogeny. On the Normandy, 
Liara tries to mind meld with Shepard to help with the cipher, but can only determine that the vision from the beacon is incomplete. But Saren has the full picture. All right, so how many colonists did you kill? Zero. Zero. I, because, well, I thought I was going to have to kill some because I only had three grenades, but then I kept finding bins that I hadn't opened before. They had more grenades in them. I'm like, yes, awesome. They do that. <laughs> it's, it's very nice of them to do that. Yes. Nice. I um this. So this segment. Uh, so I'm doing a renegade playthrough, but I'm kind of um, like we talked about this a little bit. I, I want to be a jerk, but not a sort of mass murdering, you know, sort of genocidal fan or whatever right so i did want to save all the colonists which is unfortunate because i think you get like two renegade points for every colonist you drop so you can get a huge huge renegade bump here you do because i think i got like 32 paragon for saving everybody yeah it's also so much easier to get through this if you just throw the bombs because it takes out like four or five it's like oh gone gone like i hope you're not dead but you know i had um the way I did this in the original version of the game is you could uh, it's it's tough because your squad, I think and I think they they cleaned up a lot of that in this game. But it used to be really tough to save all of the colonists because you would go through and your squad would just be like, no, nah, I clipped one. He's dead. Um, you know, it, was, it was easy to kill them. And then the other thing is the melee attack in the original version of the game was was like non-trivial to pull off so if you couldn't get them with grenade gas for whatever reason the other way you know you can get them down is to run up and just kind of punch them in the face right yeah. um and it used to be that was really hard to do so that my my mechanism for doing this would be to go down pull up like a wave of thorian creepers towards my party right like i, I would it's, it would be like an mmo right like all right i'm gonna go pull these guys we're gonna go back mm-hmm. over here i kill them i can walk back save and then walk down, knock a few guys out, rinse and repeat, and and save scum if I screw it up. Um, I did that this time, but about halfway through, I realized ah, I don't really need to do this. I can actually just go run up and punch these dudes or throw gas. Yes. It, it was so much like the control improvement there was just so so nice. Yeah, I'm not sure if they yeah, redid this, but I felt like they didn't mark like the colonists in red anymore on this one. They're just things you could shoot at, but they weren't like they weren't showing my mini map. Which was a bit different. Oh, okay. I think they were definitely on the radar in in the original, yeah. So yeah, that was also nice. So you yeah, you wouldn't see them. Um, and yeah, it just I, it felt like this was a place where they cleaned up a lot of bugs. So it's easy if you want to go through and kill all the colonists. Hey, no problem. But if you are actually trying to save them all, yeah, they made it much more pleasant to pull that maneuver off. Yeah, I, I remember like getting like. I want to say at least three killed on my first pl- my first try way back in the day, just because I I couldn't figure out the grenades or whatever, and I was just like I, I got I, or I ran out of grenades. I'm like I gotta kill these people. Yeah, this time it was like I I was having a problem with the grenades, and I was like screw it, I'm just gonna punch them. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just run up, and I'm like okay, like I've got enough armor, I've got enough, I, I got my biotic armor and all that stuff high enough. I can just I can just tank you and just punch you in the face. Yeah, because they don't hit hard. Very very easy. Like they have no, no crummy pistols or whatever, so you you have the time to like run up there and just go boop. And knock them over. Which it makes you wonder, like, like why didn't the Geth just wipe them out if they were that easy? <laughs> like the Geth, like they really didn't offer, like, like you said, they had crappy pistols, so they really didn't offer much of a resistance. Like the Geth should have just sent like one juggernaut or something mm-hmm. and like just cleaned them out. Yeah, that, that would have done it. Just land that big old bug ship like right in the middle of the colony and call yeah. it again. I don't know. 
Yeah. Well, the, why didn't they do that? Because they literally they looked they hooked on the on the other building far away. Why did they just put their ship right over here to the college? Like just I don't know. I, I mean, there were exogeny people in the other building, but yeah, if they were there, this is this is all confusing now. The more we talk about this, the more I'm kind of like, what is happening? Because Saren shows up, right? Like you you go and you save the colonists, and you go talk to the Thorian through Shiala. Um, except not really, right? Like Thorian just wants you gone. But then Shiala's all, you know, hey, uh, Saren already got this information about the conduit. Like, cool. Why did Saren just like dip then? Why didn't he resolve this right away? It's very Saren, confusing. Because the whole point, Saren made the deal with the Thorian and then left. And then he finds out that you, you activated the beacon. And okay. that's when the Thorian becomes a liability because now he's like, okay, like, you need to talk to the Thorian to decrypt what the beacon showed you. Now I have to get, kill the Thorian. And that's when, that's when you, 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 you he, uh, he needs to send Geth back to Pharos. And I guess as far as going oh. to Exogeny, I guess they start there to start wiping out the, 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 the details. Otherwise he doesn't care. He, because he, he well. traded Shiala. He got what he needed, and at that point, the Thorian can go on being the Thorian because so, he, he doesn't have to worry about so that. So is the thought that Saren came to the Thorian before Eden Prime? Yeah, he... Because otherwise... I guess... It doesn't make sense, right? Because you get to... Like, so maybe... But that that would make sense, right? If Saren... Wow. If Saren... Yeah, but... Yeah. Yeah, he could... Well, I mean, because I guess... I mean, he could have known about the need for the cipher separate of the, the existence of the beacon. Right. I mean, because he's... Because he knows he's looking for Prothean knowledge. He just needs... Yeah. That that Prothean, you know, translator yeah. basically put in his head. I just okay. don't understand why they decided to attack not where the Thorian is. They attacked where the Thorian's not at first. That's <laughs> where they land their ships. That's major my issue. I'm like... Yes. I, I, I think it might have been to, they wanted to wipe out Exogeny also because that they were on the verge of discovering information about the Thorian. So, like, just, okay. again, kind of like Exogeny, just burn it all. And it's the same thing. So he's like, might as well start there. If anything, you start there because they they might actually be – if you went straight for the colony and went for the Thorian, at that point, Exogeny might still be thinking, like, we're invested in this. We want to protect this thing. So here, just take them out. And at that point, then the colony's completely exposed and you just go or, in. And or, or – Two Geth ships hit both at the same <laughs> no, time. No, stop. Oh, that's ridiculous. Don't don't be absurd. <laughs> but anyways, we're getting a little silly now. But uh, one thing that's also is kind of weird is when you finally get all the colonists and find out where the Thorian is, it's underneath the literally there's a building that has a yeah like like a ramp that raises up and there's staircase underneath. I'm like. I know this is modular, but why does your colony building lift up? No, no they when because when you first get to Jews Hope, it's I think Hana Murakami or it was her name. She's standing in front of those flight controls mm -hmm. or the the freighter controls, and you're like, "What are you trying to do?" She's like, "I'm monitoring something." You're like, "Well, do you need help with the diagnostics?" And she's like, "Uh, no, I'm supposed to talk to Fidan. Go away." Mm. And you can't do anything there. But then when you come back, obviously she's like brainwashed or whatever, so that you have access to the controls. No, they intentionally put the ship there to block any access to the Thorian. Oh, that, that's a ship because they they did. They, yeah, it was her ship that they that she had put oh. on top of the the entryway because they wanted to make sure nobody could get through get to get access to the Thorian. Right. It looked like a ship to me. It looked like another part of their their other colony. That it did lift, that lifts up like with with uh like little arms. I'm like, why is this like that? Yeah. It's still even yeah. even being a ship, it's still kind of weird the way it was designed. I'm like. I don't know. 
reused assets like yeah yeah it's a good because yeah they call it a ship a, kind of a lot and it looks like it is just one of those like modular um building components that's a solarian ship right um that, that's like the merchant ship isn't it they were supposed to be yeah i think Maybe. so which that does also look very strange ships it's like i guess i'll buy it but still understand why your second ship opens up like that <laughs> Yeah, I, I think of all of the core missions in this game, Ferris is definitely like as as we continue to talk about it, it's definitely the one that um I think adds up the least to me. Well, like like I was alluding to earlier, I think they really wanted to be like, this is the zombie planet. Let's do a zombie mission and we'll make it fun because we'll also give you the uh the 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 choice of how do you handle with the brainwashed colonists. You know, and, and and we'll mix them in there, and we'll throw like a bunch of because they like talk about reused ac- assets. They throw in the creepers, which are the husks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the, but the, but they make a, they're very careful to be like, oh, these are completely plant based. They're not, they're not, they're not actual humans, so you can kill them with impunity. Um, but then they act exactly like the other husks. Well, which, there's one problem I also had with this part here. When we feed, we find the creepers and stuff. Not creepers, but like, like there's no way. Humans or creatures can be transformed like this that fast. I'm like, what are you talking about? We've killed so many husks at this point. We've obviously had things changed very quickly. Yeah. What are you yeah. talking about? That's a good point. Well, well, I think there's something to be said um, that you can try to analyze insofar as, okay, so you've got these plant, basically like plant husks. And then you've got like the metal versions of the husks. And is this like an instance of like sort of like like uh, like like not coevolution, but like parallel evolution? Like mm. you get like the the Thorian and its ability to manufacture fake people versus the Geth and their husk technology, which kind of replicates that. Like, are the is it possible that the Geth got the idea of the husks from the Thorian or something similar to the Thorian at some point? Or it's it, am I just looking at? They they just reused the husk idea and I'm, I'm overthinking. Well, it. you could because not if you if you don't consider the other two games coming forward, yes, you could it could be like that. Like the Thorian is fifty thousand supposed to be over fifty thousand years old. It was old when the Th- Protheans were there. So I'm not sure if it if the uh, Thorian like like the Gef Gef and then the you know the Reaper stuff comes out later, but. Did the Thorian get that from them, or did the Geth get that from the Thorian? Hard to tell. Depends on how old the Thorian is. That's true. Because mm-hmm. I think they said it was over fifty thousand years, but it could have been older. Yeah. Did. Yeah. Yeah. Which also raises and the I'll question: be- What was what would what did the Thorian do with the Protheans that lived on that planet before? The same thing. That's what it said. It said oh. did the same thing. Okay. It, it basically, yeah. that's how, that's what that's why when you it's a cipher why it can think like a Prothean is it absorbed. Protheans before they died, like before they got wiped out. Okay, but then how did they build like a whole huge city planet? I, uh, I don't know. That part's the question we haven't answered, and we're not really right. sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's almost questionable. Like, I want to say it's probably older than fifty thousand years old. Like, I don't think the Prothean was the first race it fed on. I guess it's just a matter of like. How did that thing get into the tower where it was mm-hmm. that like, yeah, that, and then it just grew and, and even then, like you have to go around that whole, that, that whole, I mean, I, I hate husks. 
<laughs> I just hate husks. This is just, it's it, it, especially the the thing about the husks is it's not that I don't mind the running and I don't mind the shooting and the clawing. It's the exploding and the mm. the spitting and the you know you can't you can't kill them right on top of you because then they, then you get the poison and you got to step away and you're not regenerating and, and it's they're so and you can't kill the ones that haven't activated yet because you know that makes yes, sense because they're just sitting there <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, husks are definitely the most annoying enemies in the in this game. Maybe in yeah. the whole series, because I, I actually do mind the running. Like, they weave in, and, like, the way that they move is, you know, it's, it's good in the sense that it's hard to predict what they're doing, but it's also obnoxious in that it's just it's a pain in the ass to shoot them. Yeah. Yeah, I will say they're, like, I guess the improved gunplay and everything else. I didn't have my teammates dying as much in this one. Usually this is one of my mm. least favorite parts to play in this game because my teammates mm. are usually constantly dead. I'm running around trying not to die, keep myself alive. This time they stayed alive and they killed all, all the Thorians and the Creepers. I'm like, cool. Yeah. Guys are actually doing your job for once. This is nice. <laughs> yeah, I, I noticed my squad dying just a lot less overall. But yeah, this is definitely one of those ones where they do like to just keel over the asari clone that keeps popping up that you later find out is shiala um that she was annoying but she was annoying in a way that i'm used to like okay like she's just a pain to fight in combat and mm -hmm. like then like the husks are getting in the way and so she's getting a little too close like i, I didn't mind her as much like i understood her she fought like i thought an asari clone should fight but speaking of shiala though what did you guys do with her when, after your discussion I let her live so that I can scum galactic readiness from her and the colony. <laughs> yeah, I said, uh, I let her go. I'm like, you're, you're useful to me. Like, hey, you know, it's okay. You're a brainwash. I, I got it. I understand. No big deal. We good. Yeah, I probably should have killed her. I mean, I think, I think like in fiction, it seems weird that I let her live, but eh. I don't, I don't think so. Cause at that point. I mean, unless she was, unless she's quick enough on her feet to be like, okay, let me lie my, my butt off out of this. Um, I mean, at that point she's basically like, look, like I'm free of Saren's mind control. I'm free of the Thorian's mind control. I'm just in a sorry trying to make my way in this universe. Mm -hmm. You know, let me go, please. Yeah. Like she doesn't seem like she has any ill intent at that point. Yeah, she definitely like, she comes across as genuine too. Yeah. It makes it also interesting. Cause she's one of the few people with the indoctrination stuff that is not as bad off this time after getting out of indoctrination. I'm not sure if it's with a Thorian taking control over, if it just like really oh, yeah. just took care of whatever they were doing to their brain. But, uh, yeah, I think so. But, yeah. Cause I mean, who knows what was going on with her in that pod that she comes out of. So nasty. Cause that, mm -hmm. that's the other weird thing is too, is like you, you find this Thorian thing, which looks vaguely like Cthulian, mm. I guess. <laughs> And then it's just this big thing with these tentacles going out, and then it spits out an Asari. <laughs> like, I was not expecting that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, full Asari with combat gear and weapons. Yes. <laughs> Which I guess he also replicated the weapons, huh? He did. Yeah. Good job, Thorian. I can't. <laughs> like, I was wondering, like, are those weapons just like biological components now? Completely just flesh-based weapons. But Tree bark. Then again, like Rebark. he could have. <laughs> I suppose he could have had like the colonists ferrying weapons to him over time. Like I'm going to need a stockpile. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's why the colonists I only have that. crappy pistols. 
Yeah, because yeah, the what is, is Lager or whatever the guy, the Salarian's name is. Mm-hmm. That's all his good stock is going going down to the basement. Also, there's one thing I got a concern about. That's her thing was not the only pod. There were a couple other pods that just didn't get opened after he died. That is very true. Yeah. yeah. Well, the weird thing to me is that everybody's happy and they're like, "Yay, the Thorian's dead and Exogeny's gone. We're all gonna stay here anyway." Yeah, yeah, I would have gotten the hell out of Dodge personally. I guess it's um, I that was weird, but it, the way they explained it, like, because the colonists do actually explain it, and it, it, the vibe I got from it was very much that they were still not indoctrinated or whatever by the Thorian, like not under the Thorian's mind control, but it, it like it felt like that was supposed to have left like a lasting imprint on them to want to stick around anyway. Yeah, except for the Solarian. The Solarian's like, I'm getting out of here. <laughs> oh, he says that. Yeah, does if you talk to him, he's like, Yeah, I'm just gonna finish up, try to get figure out how to get my losses and get out of here. Yeah, <laughs> good for him. Well, because they say like the Thorian is like under like miles of the planet's surface, and like this, I wouldn't be surprised to find out we killed just like one node, almost like one head of it. Well, it is, it's, and I wouldn't be surprised if it's, it's supposed to be just a giant nerve cluster. Even mm-hmm. that part's supposed to yeah. be a nerve cluster. How do we know that's the main nerve cluster? Or, or at least there are other nerve clusters. Like, it's still under there waiting to, you know, waiting to brainwash people with its spores. Yeah, and how is there only one Thorian? One. Really? This does not have a way of reproducing. It's a plant. Yeah. You would think it would have made some sort of, like, spores, spawn thingies that travel the, the galaxy. I would think. Maybe not. I don't know. It's a very alien life form. Maybe it's happy just being one big hive mind thing. Well, it, it could have a problem, too, where if, like, okay, so like, so, like, it can brainwash the colonists, but then, like, let's say it tries to send them off world, like, go, you know, breed a Thorian elsewhere, and then it's like, but, like, is there a range on its mind control? Like, once they get off into space, and they're like, oh, hey, even though I still have the spores, like, I feel fine now, because it can't reach me out here. Well, you can pick actually, up- yeah. There, there are more missions with more creepers, who were apparently under mind control till they got killed. Yep. So, oh man, they, like, like you fight like a. I'm not sure what I'm talking about this now. I'll talk about this later. But there is one mission where they were they were experimenting on, th- on creepers, and as soon as you kill this Thorian, those creepers go crazy. Mm-hmm. Oh, so okay. So they still were. So on- there are more. Th- All right, we'll get to those. We'll get to those. <laughs> I'm not looking forward to that. <laughs> so uh one other thing i want to mention here is that uh it, for, as far as other side quests go there are a handful of side quests that you do pick up usually through hacking uh hacking the terminals here in jews hope there's a, a a terminal in the one little uh module modular structure they have uh it gives you a quest about rations being delivered to an uncharted world in the amazon system which i just find that funny that the, their stuff is being delivered to amazon not by <laughs> amazon and I think this isn't this like uh, pre Amazon being very big still. They were getting big yeah. back in two thousand seven. They were, they were, they were already establishing themselves. Okay, because so. I remember using Amazon until much later. I um, I was using them then. I know that much. I think my first Amazon order was in like ninety nine or two thousand. I have to, I have to go back and look Ooh. at my order history. Really? I guess I just took a while to get on the Amazon train. I uh, it was a good source for imported music. So if you wanted like Japanese video game soundtracks, Amazon was was good at that. Anyway, this is not germane, but um, 
<laughs> yeah, they were definitely a lot smaller in 2007 uh, than they are now. I don't even know if they had Prime. Yeah, that's a good question. I should look. That's I need to look because I, I bet I bought this game. I bet my first copy of this game I also bought on Amazon. That's to be fair. Oh, funny. But uh, then once you get into the Exo Jenny building, there are two terminals that you can hack. One talks about test samples from Notacrux colony did not arrive. Suspect colony is now hostile and recommend contact cut off. So that's a side quest we'll talk about at some point. And then there's another uh, terminal uh, that says log of Dr. Gamorle. Uh, that he doesn't trust Cerberus, something getting out before the antidote is ready, and they won't say what the samples, or what they want the samples for. Mm-hmm. So this, I think, at least from my playthrough, is the first time you hear the term Cerberus, and I know that they get to be very, very uh, influential in the future games. Mm-hmm. Oh, another one and done. You know that. <laughs> so, so, do we have any final thoughts on our Ferris experience? I was happy to go. Uh, I'd like one thing I think we should talk about is just the. Uh, I liked how the uh, the council when you tell them this mission you get done, how one of them gets kind of, it kind of upset that you kill the Thor. Like, why did you do that? We could have used Solarian this thing. counselor. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no option to work with like i think can you actually like not kill the thorian and get out and just be like hey dude no no you have to you have you to go gotta kill the okay. thorian yeah which is weird you feel like that'd be one thing where you could keep something alive that would have been useful for the future games if you're ready it's like hey we could combine your indoctrination with our version yeah yeah plant-based it's healthy it's organic <laughs> it's, all, it's all vegan <laughs> uh, this is our vegan indoctrination yeah. alternative <laughs> also, the Turian really getting on my nerves still. Like, like why'd you say that? That's like you would always say these human colonists. I'm like, well, yeah. You currently the list of stuff you've get sent me to so far has been mostly human related. So I haven't had a chance to save a Salarian or a Torian or any other colonists. You hasn't come up to him. I'll, I'll help. Right. I uh my entire playthrough, I did not talk to the council if I didn't have to. So I just I just didn't call him. Oh, I always call. I always call and check in. I'm, the, I'm that good, that good employee. I'm like, hey guys, here's what's going on. I, I this is my mission report. I kind of regret it because what I really probably should have done was yes, called them, but then just been extremely rude. Because that is you just funnier. hang up on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can do that. You just call them and be like, okay, you're you're being snooty. Yep. We're done here. <laughs> Screw you guys. Well, that's kind of. That's kind of what Saren does during the hearing. Like he shows up via hollow thing. And then at some point he's like, okay, yeah, like you guys are just being, you know, like, uh, to like, uh, Shepard and Anderson. He's like, yeah, okay, I'm done. And you just hang yeah. up. <laughs> <laughs> Spectres have the hang up button. I still think like, because when we got that cipher, we were going to use uh Liara to look in through our minds and figure out what the Prophean beacons going on. Yes. Kind of. Mm-hmm. Except we don't. Yeah, we, we get to finally get to like look at it more and figure out how to use the cipher. Which luckily, guys, we picked up a Asari so we could read our minds. Because what were we gonna do if we did have an Asari with us? This would have been a really terrible time. Basically, yeah, you would have gone down there, got something, and had no use for it, or had no way to use it. I suppose. Did anyone bring Liara onto the planet? I did not. I did not. Okay, I didn't either. But now that I'm thinking about it, like she's all about the Prothean stuff. So I wonder if she would have 
said anything about like the Prothean runes or oh, yeah. had any kind of comment like, oh, wait, oh, this is a lot of concrete for Prothean. Actually, <laughs> I did have her in the beginning because I was trying to get an achievement, but she didn't say a word. Okay. I just switched her out. But uh, one thing I'm so weird about is when they use their mind meld thing. Why do their eyes go black? Good question. It's creepy. It's really it, creepy. It's creepy as hell. Yeah. I guess she's embracing eternity in the eternity of creepy eyed <laughs> alien babes. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Embrace eternity. Yes. Like, I, are you going to murder me? Which you ever just said, right. like, I feel like I'm about to get murdered right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a good look. But I think on that note, we're going to go ahead and uh, wrap this up there. So this has been Squad Goals number six. Thank you to Jarrett for producing and editing. Thank you for downloading and listening. We are at Squad Goals N7 on Twitter. Also at the MASH Network. Find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash MASH Those Buttons. Also on YouTube at YouTube.com slash MASH Those Buttons. Chip, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Twitch at WD. That's where double Y-E-W-D-E-E. And I am I am actually on uh, Wondrous Tales, also on the MASH Network, talking about Final Fantasy XIV uh, every fortnight, where we don't talk about Fortnite. And Kerr, are you in a, on any shows that don't talk about Fortnite? Oh, uh, we do. We, I am. I am on. Uh, before I get to that stuff, let me also, um, you can follow me on Twitter at Kerrbaris, K-U-R-A-B-A-R-A-S, or on twitch.tv slash Kerrbara, or on YouTube, also Kerrbara. <laughs> And then you can find me every week talking about Apex Legends and uh, ragging on Fortnite every occasionally, but only in good <laughs> fun <laughs> on Dropping Spicy, as well as hear me talking about Star Wars on uh, Clan of Three, where we're currently talking about Bad Batch. Looking forward to some more Star Wars projects in the future. And I'm probably forgetting something at the moment, but you know, hey, whatever. I'll figure it out later. And I am at WookieBH on Twitter. You can also find me here on the Mash Those Buttons Network on WoW Talk, where we don't talk about WoW anymore. We've changed that to a Fortnite show. And also on the Torn and the Goblin, where we don't talk about WoW lore. That is also now a Fortnite lore show, so you can check those out. Join the Mash Those I Buttons quit community as on Discord at Discord. <laughs> I can't get your podcast anymore because I have an iPhone. Uh- <laughs> As you're saying, Nick. Very nice. Join the Mash Those Buttons community on Discord at discord.me slash mash those buttons. And if you enjoyed this episode and would like to help us out, please share it and rate it if you can. Also, you can email us your thoughts or questions. Let us know if you want to hear more about Fortnite in uh, this this Mass Effect (laughs) podcast. Email us at squadgoals at mash.gg and visit mtv.gg slash support to see all the ways you can support Mash Those Buttons and all our great podcasts, including on Patreon, where for as little as $1 a month, you can gain early access to content as well as the Patreon exclusive content. You can also check out our Humble Bundle affiliate link as well as our PayPal one-time donation link over at mtv.gg slash support. And stay tuned to hear about our other shows on the Mash Those Buttons Network. For Chip and Kura, I'm Nick, and I should go. Looking to do some calibration soon. See ya, Commander. This was my kind of mission. Kill a bunch of guests and end things off with a huge crash. Thanks for listening to a Mash Those Buttons production. 
If you enjoyed the show, you should check out MashedThoseButtons.com and see if any of our other shows might interest you. All of our shows are available on your podcast platform of choice like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. If you enjoy our content, you can help support Mash Those Buttons by becoming a patron at Patreon.com slash MashThoseButtons, where you can receive Patreon bonuses for as little as $1 a month. You can connect with Mash Those Buttons at Twitter.com slash The Mash Network, Facebook.com slash Mash Those Buttons, or join our Discord at Mash.gg slash Discord. 